You're listening to Tech Talk Central. This is George Vulgaris from Tech Talk Central. I'm here with Dr. Will Wito uh, from the uh, from Loughborough University. Dr. Wito, uh, great to have you here today. Great, thank you for interviewing me. Uh, Dr. Wito is a senior lecturer in electronic materials integration in the Center for Wireless Communications Group at Loughborough University. Uh, he was uh, previously the coordinating chair uh, in one of the most prestigious antennas uh, conference in the UK, the Loughborough Antennas and Propagation Conference, uh, which has become an internationally recognized event. Uh, Dr. Widow has authored or co-authored more than 100, 120 peer-reviewed publications related to antennas, uh, wearable antennas, uh, uh, specific uh, absorption, absorption rates, um, artificial dielectrics, and uh, between other subjects. Uh, so, uh, Dr. Witter, would you like to give us like a, a 10,000-feet view of uh, your current research interest at the moment? Okay. So my research works to do with anything to do with antennas and electromagnetics. So I started off by my PhD by looking at the, the levels of electromagnetic energy for specific absorption rates in the human body from mobile phones. Mm -hmm. So this led on naturally to looking at antennas on the body, such as wearable antennas. Um, so my group does a lot of work with embroidered antennas, which is quite a fun way of making antennas integrated into the clothing. Um, and we also, I've also been working with the University of Kent about RFID antennas. These can be tattooed um, directly onto the skin surface. And we've also combined that to make logo-shaped antennas where the mm -hmm. antenna can actually be a, a company logo. And we're now starting to work on implanted antennas. So pretty much the whole range of antennas and electromagnetic topics. Wow, many... Uh Uh, fun applications for antennas, right? Things that the, uh, I wouldn't have imagined. So embroidered antennas, uh, antennas on clothes, implants, uh, and so on and so forth. So uh, what are some of the, of the, of the hot um, areas than the specific topics that you're working on or some of the key challenges that you're solving? Um, okay, well, for the embroidered antennas, the work my group's doing, it's, it's an exciting way of making antennas, You can, um, but there's challenges. If, if the clothing gets bent, then the antenna performance is going to change a little bit. You have to think about whether the um, antenna can be washed and whether it's durable. And how it interacts with a body is a big issue because every body is, every human body is a different shape and has different levels of tissues. You have thin people, you have fat people. So the propagation around the body changes with each individual. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, any uh, can you give uh, some some examples of uh, uh, applications, for instance, of uh, this kind of embroidered antennas uh, that we could see in the nearby future, for uh, well, perhaps? <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. Um, so, anything that we we want to communicate wirelessly, we're going to need antennas. So, this could be for um, sports applications. If you want to measure your pulse rate and communicate it to your mobile phone, you want to communicate mm -hmm. with your iPod and see what speed your Um, kind of communicate your iPod with your speed that you're running and the vibration. So anytime you want to communicate any information from one part of a body to another, then wearable antennas are potentially the solution. Mm -hmm. So it could be for sport, it could be for leisure, it could be for kind of high um, elite sports, which obviously Loughborough University is world leading at. Um, it could be for, um, for f kind of emergency services, So it could be for a fireman or a policeman who doesn't want to have his hands free with a mm -hmm. piece of kit. Mm -hmm. He just wants a piece of equipment that is integrated into his clothing and he doesn't have to think about. Mm -hmm. And then obviously medical applications is going to be a massively growing market over the next 10, 20 years. 
I'm wondering, aren't uh, people concerned about wearing, if you want to have, having so many antennas uh, like attached or nearby their body all the time? Yeah, people... It's a tricky question, I have to apologize, because it's, I'm not explicitly stating if there is a problem, <laughs> right, if there, if there is a health issue, but I'm more focusing on the concern, but it's actually a double question. It's two different things. Are people concerned, and how much do you believe is the actual issue there, the actual health concern, where there is... Okay, so yeah, I've given a four-day workshop on this, but I'll try and keep my answer <laughs> slightly briefer than that. But yeah, people are genuinely concerned that, I mean, five, ten years ago, it was kind of front page of every newspaper, do mobile phones give you cancer? And I saw a BBC television program the other day where they interviewed the audience, mm-hmm. or they questioned, um, they questioned the audience, and 60% of the audience still thought mobile phones give you cancer. Um, so it's interesting that that's what people perceive of the dangers, but that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's the same sort of physics as he- putting a piece of chicken in a microwave oven. If we go to large power levels, then it's definitely dangerous. If we go to lower power levels, then at, at this moment in time, we haven't proven whether it's dangerous or not. Mm-hmm. So the World Health Organization say there's no link between mobile phones and cancer at this stage. Mm-hmm. So it's one of these things where it's impossible to prove it's 100% safe. You can only do more and more experiments and try and make sure and try and assess the level of safety. So the specific absorption rate, which are the international limits, and these uh, very carefully limit the amount of power that can be absorbed in the body, and therefore they limit the amount of transmitted power from a device. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree the public is still surprisingly concerned about this, but again, it's one of these new things that people happily use a mobile phone pressed against their head every single day of their lives, and you give them a slightly different piece mm-hmm. of technology on a clothing... And there's something like, whoa, whoa, is this dangerous now? And it's like, yeah. so in my opinion, that the, the, the perceived level is it's still dangerous. But in actual fact, we limit the, the field strengths very carefully. And we're doing a lot of research on this. So at the moment, I would say it's not dangerous. Well, I can't say it's painfully safe, but if you drink coffee or you cross a road or you drive a car, I'd give up those things before I stop using um, technology. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, uh, going back to the um, uh, embroidered uh, antennas, uh, again, with my limited knowledge uh, on the subject, uh, I-, I would imagine that antennas are quite sensitive in um, uh, like um, uh, disformations or distortions of, of, of their geometry. And I would guess that if you embroid something on a fabric, it can be very easily like twisted or flexed or changed shape. So, uh, isn't isn't is this something? Is this like a, a key issue, a key challenge that you are trying to resolve at the moment, or maybe you have already solved actually? Well, yeah, every every antenna shape mm-hmm. is different, so you choose different types of antennas for different applications. And bear in mind that every human body is different, and sometimes the distance from the antenna to the body is different. Then, to make it work, you have to to increase the bandwidth. So you have to increase the the bandwidth of your antenna, so that the functional bandwidth is always going to be covered with variations. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's different. If you just bend it in two dimensions, then your antenna is probably quite reliable, and it will, it might frequency might change a little bit, but it sh- it still should work. If you start crumpling up, then then you're probably going to have short circuits, and it probably will stop working. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But again, if you're wearing a piece of clothing, I mean, if you put a piece of clothing in your bag, then it gets crumpled up. But if you're wearing a piece of clothing, it's not too Generally, it's not too compelled. Mm-hmm. So it shouldn't, mm-hmm. these things should normally function. Um, one option is to include two antennas to include a bit of um, robustness to the design to make sure that if one stops working, the other will work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 
Uh, actually, another thing that I noticed on um, uh, on the specific research areas is that uh, you uh, you have energy harvesting as one of the uh, uh, applications of, of antennas. So, uh, d- does that mean using the 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 same uh, the same component, the same antenna, both as an antenna and as a an inductor for producing energy somehow, or is it? Yeah, this is just this is a, a project that we just started um, the last few months. So we got right. a PhD student on this. Um, so yeah, so there's electromagnetic energy all around us from mobile phones, from base stations, from mm-hmm. everything. So there's electromagnetic energy all around us. So it is possible to use antennas not as a transmitter but as a receiver, and to use that energy in the air to actually um, kind of store a small amount of energy. I mean, these these power levels from electromagnetic from RF sources are generally quite small. So we're talking kind of microwatts. So it's not going to, it's never going to power your mobile phone directly. Mm-hmm. But if you've got like a wireless sensor node with thousands of sensors, then it potentially could, which is only sending a signal every couple of times a day, then it could make these things autonomous and power these devices. We're talking, uh, if I understand correctly, about similar to how RFIDs, some of the RFID technologies work at the moment, right? Which power themselves through yeah, exactly. the coil. The, yeah, Yeah. So... Yeah, mm-hmm. it just receives the antenna is just converting the electromagnetic field into a voltage, and from a voltage we get power. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's just using the, using a source or what's naturally in the environment. So w- when we talk antennas, I I can't help but thinking about the the, the early uh, mobile phones with the huge antennas and the new ones which are tiny with the uh, uh, very flat small antennas at the back and so on. So. Uh, what is the next big thing you believe in in the field of uh, of antennas in research and uh, new technologies? Um, well, we've been cl- I've also been collaborating with the University of Nice about mm-hmm. um, smart eyewear. So this involves in- integrating 4G antennas directly into smart glasses, such as Google glasses and all the other varieties that are around at the moment. So that's one device. Um, smart watches are now available. Um, in terms of antennas, it's actually very difficult to keep shrinking. We can't keep shrinking the size without mm-hmm, decreasing mm-hmm, performance. Mm-hmm. So there, it's different from kind of microchips in that regard. I think in terms of, I think the next big steps will be um, wearable technology to make it fully, fully flexible and fully fabric. And another big advance will be kind of changing the materials. So rather than changing the metal shape, we're going to change the insulator shape and the insulator materials to try and optimize the antenna performance using mm-hmm. a different variable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, practically making the antennas smaller than and, and more flexible at the same time, basically. Well, yeah, I mean, every every consumer product now demands wireless connectivity. We're demanding better efficiency. We're demanding mm. more frequencies, more bandwidth. And yeah, it's incredibly difficult to... We can miniaturize the antenna, but you always lose out with other uh, metrics. So if we want to keep trying to increase, inc- incorporate wireless connectivity into these devices and miniaturize them, then we need to sort of investigate new materials and ways of trying to play with the shape and see if we can improve things that way. Very, very interesting indeed. So um, this was Dr. Will Wito from uh, Loughborough University. Dr. Wito, it was great to have you here. Thank you very much. Great. Thank you very much for interviewing me. It's very interesting. This is George Vulgaris from Tech Talks Central. You're listening to Tech Talk Central.